DiscerningHearts.com presents Building a Kingdom of Love, Reflections, with Monsignor John Essif. Monsignor Essif is a priest in the Diocese of Scranton, Pennsylvania. He has served as a retreat director and confessor to St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta. He continues to offer direction and retreats for the Sisters of the Missionaries of Charity. Monsignor Essif encountered St. Padre Pio, who would become a spiritual father to him. He has lived in areas around the world, serving in the Pontifical Missions, a Catholic organization established by St. Pope John Paul II to bring the good news to the world, especially to the poor. He continues to serve as a retreat leader and director to bishops, priests, sisters, seminarians, and other religious leaders. Building a Kingdom of Love, Reflections with Monsignor John Essif. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. What's on your heart today, Monsignor? Today, I have a very strong point that is really on my heart. That I would like to invite everyone, including myself and you, to enter into this gospel. It's a very important gospel for us for Lent. And it's on the second Sunday that all over the world, this gospel is being preached. Matthew is getting at, at the heart of something very deep here. The heart of Jesus on this mountain was going to be facing another mountain that he was going to have to climb, the Mount of Calvary. Jesus was facing his death, and he was receiving conversation as he was being prepared because he was on his way to Jerusalem, which is where they were going to kill him. Who is this man? Jesus. He is the Son of God. Is he separated from us? Have I experienced within myself his suffering, his dying, and his rising? There are many of us who are baptized who have never experienced the suffering and the dying and the rising with Jesus Christ, because that is what we were baptized into. And yet I can avoid the suffering and the dying and the rising. I can choose not to, because there are two forces going on within me. This man, young man, who has been under my spiritual direction for almost two years, was this past week had come to the conclusion, and it was such a revelation to him and to me as I, I was listening to him. He has been strongly being called to the priesthood. There's a whole thing with his business because he has built up business for himself. Now, what's he going to do? In his second retreat, he was on a vocation weekend, and on the retreat, he contemplated the words of Jesus with the rich young man. And this is what he had come to the conclusion to. He has never, ever made a decision in his life that wasn't reasoned. He was reasoning that this is what God was calling him to, but he couldn't make an act of faith. He said, I really saw myself, and I was convicted. He said, I don't think I'm attached. And then as we unfolded, I'm attached to my reason. I'm attached to what I will let myself do only with what I can figure out. I really, and this is what he said about himself, 
I don't have faith. He said, I can't take that leap of faith. Really, all he had to take was a step to let his business behind him and to step into the seminary. He wasn't able to do it because he admitted himself he has never made a decision in his life that involved faith. There is a way by which we follow Jesus, and it's by following what God tells us to do. When they heard that voice on the mountain, those disciples, they heard God speak, this is my beloved son. Who is this Jesus? He is God. He is God. In today's Mass, we have another event that highlights faith, and that faith is displayed by none other than our father Abraham. And it goes right back to the book of Genesis. And, and so we hear in the 12th chapter the story of Abram. I want you to leave your home. He's a man almost 90. I want you to leave it all. And I will bless you. What does Abraham do? Abraham went as the Lord directed him. So in order for us to really follow what God wants us to do, Jesus is God's son. When God spoke to those three disciples, God the Father said, this is my beloved son, listen to him. What did he tell them that day? Tell this vision to no one until the Son of Man rises from the dead. What did Peter and James and John experience? The resurrection. Have you, as a Christian, met the risen Lord? All of today's teaching depends on this encounter. Not that you heard about it, not that you understand it, but that you actually have met Jesus. Jesus, because he is the living Lord. He is the one where, who directs your life within you. Have you met him within yourself? If you are a baptized Christian, if you have been reborn and united with him, then he is in you. And what does he do in you? Just as he did in his lifetime. That's what Lent is all about. With him and through him and in him, you suffer and you die and you rise. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is the following of him through the passion, through the death, to the resurrection. If you want to be a Christian, you must follow him, listen to him. All during this Lent, this is what is going to be said. I have certain people coming to Mass today. There's this young woman. I baptized her. Parents adopted her 19 years ago. She came to this country from Russia. It was marvelous the way God directed them, and they went to certain place in, in Russia. It was in North, to an orphanage, and they have taken this child. They love her. She is theirs. She's their child. Now she's about to go to college. Are those of you here 
who have are se- going going to go through separation anxiety as your children leave home as as you let go you fathers you mothers what is the process here it's faith if they really and truly have adopted her united i baptized her they have gone through all what their issues are through all this young life that's theirs. Now as she goes away, does Jesus really love her? Is he going to be with her as she goes away to college with all the things that they hear about colleges and binging and problems and problem pregnancies and What is she going to go through? God is going to be with her. They're going to come to Mass today. This father has these situations in his heart. This mother, this young girl, all of them. Where are they? They're in Jesus. Another couple that's coming. They've had a long history of eating disorder. And because of all kinds of situations, I have been with this family for years with regard to their entering into the suffering and the dying of rising. Coming today to the Mass is a man who's got seven children. He's got a, a job that is he's underpaid, and he's really struggling, and his mortgage is, is faulted. And he's got this situation. Jesus has been with him. Jesus, who said to him, trust me, I will guide you. But he's in him, trusting his father, going through this situation. You see, if you really are a believer, have you met not so much the suffering Lord or the dying Lord, have you met the risen Lord? That's what Jesus told these three apostles. They all died themselves. Matthew died, who recorded it, and when he heard it from these three, John died, Peter died, James died. They all suffered and died and rose. You see, in following Jesus, this Lent, what you're being introduced to is a deeper awareness of the suffering, the dying, and the rising. Yesterday, I spent the day in prison. All day, I was there. I went early in the morning, and I had Mass. What is the Mass? Jesus. I was with the prisoners. Who are they? Jesus. Who did I meet? Jesus. All day long. Jesus in the confession. Jesus hearing the confessions. Jesus going through that suffering and dying that I was hearing. Then I went to the, I actually went to the unit where there were, it's a, it's a forensic unit, and many of the prisoners who are there have grave illnesses. Some of them have HIV. Some of them have different kinds of diseases and illnesses. And they have in this prison place that is for the prisoners who are, they are not only sick, They are suffering. They are dying. And there they are. Jesus. Jesus in his suffering. Jesus in his dying. What's the hope that they bring them? When I looked into their face, 
And when preaching the word, the gospel, what is the gospel? It's the same as you're hearing. You are going to live forever. This gospel today is very much clarified by St. Paul. St. Paul, in his letter to Timothy, it's actually his second letter. Beloved, bear your share of the hardships for the gospel with the strength that comes from God himself. He saved us and called us to a holy life, not according to our own designs, but according to his own design. And the grace bestowed on us in Christ Jesus before time began. Do you know how precious you are? Before time began, God was planning to send Jesus. Who is this Jesus? He came before time began. He lived among us. He suffered. He died. And he rose from the dead. And the good news today is that he is doing that in me, in you, in prison, at Mass, each of us. Do you believe that? Have you met him? But now made manifest through the appearance of our Savior Jesus Christ, who destroyed death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. You are living forever. You are called not to death, not to suffering. You are called to life. Jesus is risen from the dead. Jesus is in you. And this morning, what is this Lenten journey about? To the cross? To suffering? No. It's to immortality. It's to eternal life. All of us, have you met the risen Lord within yourself? Unless you're aware that all suffering, all dying, leads to eternal life. You haven't really met him. And so, This good news, this gospel that we have to preach is one that I believe very rarely has been taught. You know, you might be a bishop and you might be a priest, and could it be that as of yet, you've only really used your mind? You you, you could, yeah, that divine life is there, but it's not really activated. You've come to the accomplishment of what you can accomplish Good news, it's nothing. Not according to our own works, but according to the eternal design is what St. Paul told Timothy, and it's what God is telling us through Jesus Christ. I have a plan for you, and my plan, if you listen to me, is that I will suffer, I will die, and I will rise in you. And if you are baptized into me, you will experience the same suffering that I experienced, whatever that might be, your child going away, your body being racked by some kind of disease. I know this person who is, she's, she's such a, 
she's such an angel, really. She has Lyme disease, but she's an absolute mystic. And she goes through such agony. And when I, there's no one that I know who goes through such pain and such suffering interiorly and spiritually and physically. Agony, crying out, I can't stand it anymore. And yet each time that I see her, she's full of ecstatic joy. It's going to end in joy. And the Lord who's in her, who can never lead her wrong, takes her deeper and deeper into that union with himself. What Jesus has as his disciples, and who are they? You, every one of you who's listening to me. You're going to Mass. You're going to your assembly meeting in the Protestant Church. You're going to the Orthodox and the assembly meeting there. You are going to be eternally alive. This gospel that's preached all over the world, it's preached in Syria, it's preached in Egypt, it's preached in Nigeria, it's preached all over the world. Is Putin in charge of the world? No. No, he's not. Is Pope Francis in charge of the world? No, he's not. Jesus is. I don't want to denigrate the Pope here. He's the vicar of Christ, but he's not in charge of your life and the world. Jesus is. The gospel is Jesus. And the one who's making it very manifest to us today is our Holy Father, the Pope. Thank God that he's making it clear that Jesus is the gospel. Jesus is the sinner. He's manifesting what Jesus would do and how Jesus would act according to the way he's living. Thank you, God. But he is not Jesus. He is the Pope. Jesus is in him, and he is the source. The Father has looked to Jesus and said, he is the one that I have sent into the world. Listen to him. One of his clearest voices in the whole world is the Pope. But Jesus is the source. No, not Obama. Jesus. Jesus. And not you or anyone else. Not me. Listen to Jesus. And so the Father today speaks from that bright cloud that overshadowed those three. This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. In order for us to listen to him, each of us, because he's in you, today, go interiorly in this Lenten journey. We have been invited through these talks to take time to interiorize, to listen to the voice that is within us. In you who are baptized is the Trinity, the Father, Jesus, the Holy Spirit. Into the Trinity has been plunged Mary, who has been assumed into heaven, body and soul. As you pray, as you go interiorly, you will hear God speak. Listen to him. This is a magnificent day. Jesus is in you. He is either suffering, he is dying, and he is also rising. Monsignor, I was struck that in your telling of the experience of the young man who's come to you for direction, that his struggle with the reason 
is one I think many of us fall into because we are trying to listen to God and we're trying to make, to hear his wise counsel as well as whatever he's going to have us do. So when it seems as though the voice of God is asking us to step out under the water on something and trust him, and it goes against all reason, it is vitally important to walk with another for counsel on that. And I'm speaking in particular, you know, a strong spiritual director or a good confessor or someone to help you know that indeed you're experiencing him. Although I, I was his, I'm his spiritual director, on that retreat that he made, uh, it was the contemplation of the rich young man that was he was convicted. And, and the result of that was he actually was shaken because he went over his lifetime. He said, I, I reviewed my decisions, and I noticed I never have made a decision that I didn't figure things out first. So he is a modern man. He really was very typical, and you picked him out, and I did too, as very typical. Uh, you see, how can you be a baptized confirmed Christian or ordained and still not live the divine life. You can be. You know, there can be a bishop listening to me who's never made a decision except by his own head and in his own in his own thoughts. Never really made a decision on the basis of faith. Is that possible? Sure. Sure. We have a, a someone like Cardinal Woolsey as a history as in the history of the church. That people who can rise to high positions and not make a decision except on what's going to be beneficial or how can I figure it out under my control, but never having really entered into the process of dying to self and allowing Jesus to live. That, that's a spiritual journey, and it's the journey that Abraham took. It's the journey that every, every saint has to take that because it's Christ in the body. Christ did it in the head, and he's now at the right hand of the Father, pleading for us. But each of us here on earth, and there's Christ in heaven, who uh, and the saints have given us an example of what that's like. But we ourselves here on earth have that opportunity now. And I think the sickness in the church, the reflection, especially in our Western world, uh, modern man in the Western world, if that's where you're listening— when you, when you see suffering like there is in Nigeria or Egypt because of the faith or Syria, when you see people going through my years in Lebanon, when I could see the people suffering, dying, and rising, when they, they were like forced by the circumstances of their lives during the war there. And, and I can remember the, the cry of this woman as I was leaving Lebanon, alone, alone, tell them, tell them what we're suffering. And she held up the cross. Tell them what we're suffering for the cross here in the Middle East. Yes. You see, when, when you're in that kind of circumstance of war, of suffering, of pain, then you either, it's like you either sink or swim. You either deny the faith and you go to the other side, or you do follow Jesus. The, the intent is more uh, intense, 
But here in the Western world, it's easy to live. And that's why I really think we have such a weak manifestation of what Paul is talking about to Timothy. How do we manifest the, the, the life of God here in this world? He saved us and called us to be to a holy life, not according to our works, but according to his own design and the grace bestowed on us in Christ Jesus before time began. And so Jesus is before time began. Who are you? Who am I? This morning, living in this world, my call is to be Christ. And I can enter into eternal life today. Is the Mass Jesus for me? Is the community that I'm going to meet Jesus? Is Jesus all, in all, for all? Who is he? He is Jesus. Listen to him. He'll speak to you through one another. He'll speak to you through the gospel. He'll speak to you through the Eucharist. He'll speak to you through confession. Jesus is all in all. And on this morning, listen, I think I'd repeat as a final word of today's gospel. As they were coming down from the mountain, Jesus charged them, Do not tell this vision to anyone until the Son of Man has risen from the dead. Have you met the risen Lord today? Have you met the risen Lord in yourself? Have you met the risen Lord in another? Have you met the living Jesus? Question. Have you? Then rejoice and be alive in him. God bless. You've been listening to Building a Kingdom of Love, Reflections with Monsignor John Essif. To hear and or to download this conversation, along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com, or you can find it within the free Discerning Hearts app. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission, which is to offer rock-solid and authentic spiritual formation freely to souls around the world. And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible to help support our efforts. But most of all, we hope that you will tell a friend about discerninghearts.com And join us next time for Building a Kingdom of Love, Reflections with Monsignor John Essef.